in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week, I have a very, very special surprise because I'm doing something I've never done before. I am bringing two friends live to the podcast. The reason is because I am in Los Angeles with my dearest friends, Luisa and Veronica, and we're spending a week here celebrating my birthday. So as you can imagine, women getting together, what do we do? We talk about everything all the time. (laughs) And we were just saying how, come on, let's let others into these conversations. So one of the conversations that we've been having is around being a woman in our 40s, the lessons that we learned, the the challenges that we're working on. And here is Veronica and Luisa, who are going to introduce themselves really briefly. And then we are going to talk about how it is being a woman in our 40s. So who wants to go first? (laughs) I love this conversation, first of all. Oh my gosh, because I, I feel like being in our 40s, being in my 40s now is like definitely the new 20s on like steroids. Not that I'm advocating for steroids, <laughs> but anyhow, I'm Veronica Lynn Clark. <laughs> and um, so I am a sex and intimacy expert, and I work with people all over the world to help them to reclaim their relationship to their pleasure and to their sexuality and to really find more vitality and joy for their life. So it's epic. Mm -hmm. And I also have a podcast called Liberate Your Orgasm. Mm -hmm. And you've been a guest. And so that's awesome. So fun. Yeah. And here is Louisa. (laughs) I'm Louisa. And um, I am a real estate agent and also a, you could call it maybe a life coach. And I help women who want to fall in love with themselves, who want to get to know themselves on a deeper level and also fall more in love with themselves. And it just, they just get to really own and start living in their truth. And I feel, and this podcast is perfect because I feel as we get older, especially in our forties, we start to feel, we start to become more liberated, Mm. which that's my program is liberate yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel that we really get to experience that as we get older and we really start to embrace that. So, so yeah, I say forward 40 and fabulous. Um, <laughs> I say 40 and nasty. I'm just playing. That's what I, you say. I, I, no, I don't say that. I'm, 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 very, I'm very proper. I, I only say that. I only say that in the pickleball course. That's right. Uh, I say, um, so you say 40 and fabulous, 40 and nasty. I'll say 40 and still alive. <laughs> That's, that's thriving. yeah that's thriving in our I was joking about the nasty yeah. but you get to be you get to have more access to your nasty girl if you want to mm-hmm. which is also really empowering I mm-hmm. think. yeah yeah because there's this permission to actually be more of yourself without apology mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think you start yeah. to embrace and owning your sexuality yeah as we as we get older your sexuality your intelligence your confidence, your financial security, you get to 
give yourself that permission that in your starting in your teenage years, 20s, 30s, seems to be only coming from the outside. Yeah. We need the validation from the outside. And in your 40s, not everyone, let's also be clear. Yeah. But if you've done certain amount of personal growth and you are into this development journey, you definitely release the reins of control of all other people tell me who I have to be. Yeah. I, I think you have a lot more access to that. I think there's still so much more permission that people need to give themselves because mm-hmm. I'm always looking even for ways, like how do I give myself more permission to really express my truth? You know, and so like moments to moments, I think that I think in our 40s, for me, I've definitely been a lot more self-aware, but also in that place of I don't have to scrutinize everything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I I'm just looking for other areas of where I need to give myself more more permission, mm-hmm. more permission to express, more permission to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also feel that we've made the mistakes. Or some mistakes and we learn from them and we realize that nothing really killed us we, yeah. we get stronger the the courage just come kind of comes with aging yeah you realize oh yeah maybe my first marriage didn't work but look at this I found love again maybe I lost my childhood friends but look at this I found new friends so you find that sense of everything is okay yeah, yeah. ultimately and I think you begin to release as long as you're in that on that path release shame and guilt and move in a different way Mm -hmm. because we're so used to moving with guilt and shame and and wanting validation. And I feel as we, if you're, as long as if you're, that's, what's beautiful about coaching containers and having coaches, because at some, sometimes you do need the permission slip Mm -hmm. to be yourself and to, and to own and that it's okay that what you desire is, is, is accepted. Is accepted. Mm-hmm. It's okay that it's out of the norm or out of yeah. your comfort zone or out of the thing that you used to do when you were being somebody that you thought somebody else wanted you to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like now you get to have more freedom to explore, explore yourself, explore your desires. And to do it without the shame and the guilt yeah. that we've held on since probably childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, even religion, it's called Catholic guilt. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, you know, if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, can we just, can we move a different way and let and start to release some of that guilt and shame because it's so heavy. Mm. I definitely feel like there is a much bigger movement towards that. I think there's still a lot of work to go and a lot more progress to be made oh, in sure. that area for a it lot of women in their forty. Absolutely. But the more of us that do start to find our voice and to start giving ourselves the permission and just like to your point to acknowledge shit I made it through that Mm -hmm. I'm a badass like Mm -hmm. I'm so strong like Mm -hmm. to actually give ourselves the kudos and Mm -hmm. say like I did do that thing Mm -hmm. yeah and and um and use that as we go forward and meet new challenges and new territories like I survived that thing I can do this again Mm -hmm. yeah and I can do it with more grace and I can do it with more grit Mm -hmm. and more tenacity and have more fun doing it yeah it's funny how uh, our lives start being these infants, these children that have no fear. They don't need permission. They do whatever the hell they want. Then we put them into these containers, which are unlucky. Unfortunately, they're not coaching containers. They are indoctrinating <laughs> containers, also, called, also known as the schools, where we teach them 
how they have to perform to a certain standard. And if they deviate from that norm, they'll be judged, they'll be ostracized, they'll be shamed. And then we take that as our new paradigm. Mm -hmm. And we go through, like we said, decades of believing that, of dimming our light, of not wanting to take risks because, you know, we're really scared of being told, oh, you're not smart enough or being put in the corner and getting grounded. And like we said, then it gets a point in your life when you start going like, oh, I'm just so tired of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Let me try my way. And you have that reinforcement of having attempted some things in life that went well. And then you go, okay, let's, let's keep going. And the ones that didn't go well, you also learn. I'm still here. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's almost like going back to our childhood, going back to being yeah. innocent and childlike yeah. again yeah because we're playing more now mm-hmm. <laughs> than we have in the last probably 20 mm-hmm. 25 years because yes. that's another point that let's be real i mean in your 20s and your 30s you have to create stability in your life Correct. that's the time where you know you have to work towards your financial independence security retirement I'm on the grind mm-hmm. totally grinding you're more. grinding you are creating a family that's your choice you are nurturing other humans around you that's needed and that's mm-hmm. a lot of that a lot of effort a lot of okay I'm just gonna keep going a lot of masculine energy mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. and then once you get to the stage in life then hopefully all those pieces have fallen into place in whichever direction you want them to go then you can go like okay now I want to play again mm-hmm. now I want to pick up a, a sport get a hobby go yeah. and be silly with my friends you try new things yeah you do you know I like I, as you're speaking about that I'm thinking I work with so many women that they didn't figure all that out mm. in their 30s and mm. they didn't create stability. See, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Like they actually didn't do that. So then mm-hmm. it's like what happens then, right? The stability isn't necessarily there. The the these kinds of things are still in flux. So what do you do with that when you haven't met the societal like standards? Mm. This is what success or the ladder it of looks success like. looks like. Mm-hmm. How do you then still find some sense of of like stability and, and, and gratitude for yourself, wherever you are in the journey. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been a big part of my own journey is I flubbed it up a lot. If you want to believe in that, like, mm-hmm. you know, because the truth is we can't really mess it up. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. like, and when we actually start to look back and say, I didn't actually mess it up. Like that's just part of, that's been part of my journey and we can have acceptance and we can have some some celebration and some appreciation again for all the things that we've gone through and survived. And we didn't, we disrupted our lives maybe Mm. according Mm. to, you know, the model. Yeah. Like there's still permission on that other side. There's so much freedom still on the other side for accepting wherever you are. Yeah. And, and maybe that's just a difference in the timeline. Maybe it's not going to happen in your early forties. Maybe it's going to happen in your late forties, maybe in your Mm fifties. But it's like the story that I was telling you about my daughter. My daughter, she's so stubborn that as a baby, she, I don't know, consciously or subconsciously, I don't know, decided she wasn't going to crawl. She couldn't be bothered with crawling. So she went from sitting on her ass all day long and screaming at us to bring her things (laughs) to one day decide, you know what, I'm so tired of this. I'm going to walk. So she just stood up and started like launching herself forward Mm. until she figured out how to walk. And I remember at the time being worried, you know, that's what we moms do. We just worry about everything. Are they, are they on track? Are they, and in reality, I should have just been like, she knows what she's doing. Maybe it took her a little bit longer because she skipped that uh, crawling process, but she got there in the end. Maybe that's what we have to remember. Mm-hmm. We will all get to whatever level of 
success or achievement or happy or peace that we want to get to. So again, we're talking about being in your 40s, but maybe your 50s, maybe your 60s. I don't think we have to have it all figured out by the time we're 40, but I can say from experience, my life has gotten better. I've gotten happier. I love myself more. I'm enjoying more life now than I ever have. Mm -hmm. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. have it figured out far from it, but I can tell you I'm on a trajectory where it it is getting better if you allow it to be. And that's such an important message. That's such an important message that you don't have to have it all figured out. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that claim, oh yeah, I got it all. Mm-mm. And, and you go at your own pace. You go in your yeah. own timeline. And it's just as women, if we can accept each other for being on our own timelines, each, you know, cause we all have our own timeline. Some mm-hmm. hit it at 20, 30, 40. And it's, can we judge the other one for maybe she's not on yours and that doesn't mean anything wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, and then that also starts with self then can I not judge myself and compare myself to where somebody else is on their journey. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something you mentioned about intuition, basically you didn't say those words, but it's like, if I would have just trusted that my daughter knew the way she knew her way and intuitively she was, she's connected with her divine self. And, but that's part of the, that's part of the conditioning. I think that happens when uh, we go to school and we're growing up and we're in comparison and we're in all of these, you know, kind of self-judgment and things is that we lose that connection to the intuition. And now obviously you have deeply reclaimed that, but it was just beautiful for you to be able to say like, oh my gosh, as a mother, that what a natural, I would say not even like a natural, be, but it's just one of those things that we are like, I want to make sure that my daughter's on, on track. Um, I just, but it's like on track for who exactly yeah. according to who yeah, yeah who sets exactly. the standard who sets like the timeline? you take the kids to the pediatrician and they have the percentiles which right. I always was like what on earth is that like oh they're supposed to be these for the average and mm-hmm. I'm like well none of my children are gonna be average they're gonna be extraordinary so I don't give a damn about your percentiles right. but again you have to have a strong conviction of I know they're gonna be fine and really not let other people ideas mm-hmm. paradigms all the noise. And that is yeah. hard to do that. Yeah. It is hard to do it, but it's, it's possible. It's just hard to do. And I think that now more language is coming out that we, we can start to not look outside of us for guidance, but start to turn inside mm-hmm. for guidance. Mm-hmm. And I feel from my experience again, is as I've gotten older, I'm doing that more and more. Yeah. And mm-hmm. stop looking outside for validation and for the answers and going within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I wish I would have had this kind of viewpoint of myself mm-hmm. and of the world when I was raising children, mm-hmm. you know? because again, like then I would have also been able to appreciate each of my children's uniqueness mm-hmm. instead of me trying to raise them homogeneously mm-hmm. and, you know, and like, really just make them the same in many ways, like parent them the same, make sure that they're like, are they, are they meeting, you know, all the criteria? Do they need tutors? Oh my gosh, we got to get a tutor because this child doesn't know how to do this thing or blah, 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 blah. So it's just, it's a really, I think once we start to, again, just trust, trust a process mm-hmm. and really be, like understand that we can't get it wrong. If we can get yeah. that sooner, if people can get that sooner, like you can't get it wrong. We're here to experience. We're here to play. And I also think it's never too late. 
Absolutely. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. never too late, of course, because mm-hmm. everyone's going to have their own timeline. Well, it's I mean, just... as far as even parenting their child, because I've had clients where they say, I wish I would have known this sooner. And it's like, but it's perfect that you're at least going to know it in this lifetime, because now you can treat each one and now you can interact with them. I just think though, I, uh, uh, where I was going is that the sooner that this information, like the sooner mm. that this message gets Goes to get out. disseminated, like that's less work more people have to do in the future, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if young parents can start to get this now yeah. and if, or, or young adults or young, or young people women. or young women, young men can get it now that like, accept yourself, mm. love yourself. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't compare yourself yeah. to other people. Yeah. They'll get it at some point, but wow. Mm. Even if one mother is li- or a father is listening to this podcast and hearing three women say, yeah, don't even give a damn about those <laughs> rules that the pediatrician is going to tell you, which if someone has said that to me and they hadn't gone through the experience, I would have been like, that sounds irresponsible. But now mm-hmm. hearing like, no, just trust your intuition. I would have parent differently. Yes. What I was going to say is that we'll get back together again in 20 years when we're in our 60s and we're grandmothers and we will explain the role of grandparent, grandmothering our children, our children's children. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of the, the knowledge that I have now that I do have little regrets, not regrets, but you know, you go, oh, I wish I had done it differently. I'm going to be able to support my daughter through yes. that. We have to understand that we are a yes. generation of orphanage grandchildren mm-hmm. our our parents and our grandparents were in absolute terrifying survival mode and yes. they didn't have access to any of the tools that we have nowadays so we get to heal our previous generations and to show the way forward with our mm-hmm. children and their children so maybe we did half of the job correctly like mm-hmm. according to again OSIS standards right. we just did an a plus job either anyway but when we get our grandchildren, that's when we're going to be able to, again, talk to our daughters and our sons and say, hey, trust yourself. You yes. got this. Yes. What permission do you need? I've got all the permission slips. Yeah. Let me write one for you. Yes. Very wise. And we were talking before about the judgment that sometimes comes around women's choices and um, whether you decide I want to have the traditional path or I want to have a different path and unconventional, unconventional, correct. And how accepted it is today, but also how that also has to be an inside job, right? We were talking before about mm-hmm. some people may look at a woman in her forties that is single um, without kids with some sort of judgment, but herself, she may be looking around and going, actually, I'm the happiest woman on the I love that we live in a society now that you can feel that and you can put that energy out there yeah and so that doesn't even cross my mind that a woman thinks that until I had a client say that she's like well I think they're looking at me and they feel sorry for me and I was like oh my god you know that didn't even cross my mind because I wouldn't want anyone to feel sorry for me because I I don't feel sorry for me (laughs) (laughs) so it was just interesting because I had forgotten that dynamic that women actually look at other women like Mm -hmm. that and I, and I asked her, do you believe that about yourself? Because it's a reflection of when people, people in her coming into her experience is she thinks they're thinking that because inside she, that's what she thinks about herself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes there may be some women who, I mean, truthfully may have made the decision to become a mother because that's what they thought they should do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's actually a lot of that. 
Yeah. Right. And they, or they didn't even really question it. It yeah. was just, and I was one of those women who didn't really question it. Yeah. It was like, this is just what I'm going to do. Plan. What else am I going to do if I don't yeah. have children and get married? Yeah. And that was my own deep conditioning. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so that's the first thing I was like, I'm going to get married, like marry somebody, have kids. Like, yeah, just that the was whole. the, that was the thing to do. And it's mm-hmm. now I feel it is more accepted and, and hopefully women are owning that you can create the life, whatever that looks like, yeah. whatever you desire with mm-hmm. kids, without kids, the world is mm-hmm. your oyster. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I have three daughters and two sons and my oldest daughter will be 27. And I still don't have any grandchildren. I don't have any prospects of grandchildren anytime soon. And I'm curious even to know, you know, will I have grandchildren You know, from, mm-hmm. from the girls? Who knows? Mm-hmm. And so now I, I think that that has shifted so much where a lot more women are taking more like autonomy and saying, what do I want mm-hmm. in my life? What mm-hmm. do I want to experience? How do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. At least that's what I preach. Mm-hmm. Like for women in my mm-hmm. container, it's like, what do you want? Can you mm-hmm. slow down enough to notice what do you truly want? Mm-hmm. And we are so fortunate. I mean, gratitude practice for all of us is, is our religion. But we do have to acknowledge how fortunate we are to live in this time in civilization where that is allowed. Mm-hmm. I have for studied sure. the institution of marriage for my business for so long. And there was a time when women were just the propriety of their husbands and a woman had to be attached to a husband in order to feel safe and provided for. Well, that's still the case in a lot of countries. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so we are really privileged and we, we need to be thankful for that, the, for the fact that a woman now is nobody's property and she's not just considered the vessel for new life to come into this world. We are, now they understand we have so much more to offer and, and we are given that choice of, what do you want to do? Yeah. That is so incredible that we are living that time. It is. So powerful. Yeah. It, it feels like when I think about where we are in our life right now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like in the middle, I, there's this part of these ideas that are like dying out uh-huh. and I still get to see the tail end of that. Like I, I was touched by some of that in my, mm-hmm. you know, upbringing and we were going to school, but, but now I also get to witness this whole other shift and change with the younger generations. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, inc- and it's incredible to, to witness that. It's like, I have one foot here and then the other foot here and feel so much gratitude mm-hmm. for for our new world, mm-hmm. for these seeds that are being planted and for the things that we are acknowledging that are not working. They're not working. They don't feel good in our bodies. Now we're starting to strip that and shift that. And then as a result, the world gets to change. Mm-hmm. And these new children are coming in, these younger women and younger, you know, young men, like they're coming in with different voices and there's different sounds. And I feel really optimistic about that. And we are very willing to listen to them. That's another thing that I think has shifted completely. The generational wars that existed in the past. I mean, we still feel, and I sometimes feel like an old fart when I go, oh, these youngsters. very young. I do. I mean, all of us do. Otherwise, we would not be here jamming. Like, 
feel it. Right. I my body does a little. <laughs> right. And, I don't and, feel it. And we bring that playful energy of, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll just scooter around the house with a helmet. Exactly. A helmet. We will do those things. But... Pop and lock on the floor. Yeah. I'm like, come on now. Brandon. Maybe having more fun than my nieces and nephews in their 20s. I agree. Because you've given yourself more permission. <laughs> yeah. They're still in that kind of like, is it okay? Is it okay? They're a lot more you introverted. Know? Yeah. Well, that's because people are on their damn on their TikToks phones. and yeah. on their phones. And so they haven't. Yeah. Like they kind of lost that ability. But we also, I feel like me as a mom, I'm more willing to listen to them and sit mm. with their feelings and ask for their opinions than when I was growing up, which was like, this is what you're doing. Shut up or you'll get a slap. You know? Oh my God. I was like, speak when you're spoken to mm. kind of thing. Children are yes. to be seen and not heard. Yes. And I agree with you, Mike, my, my kids keep me in the know. I'm like, yeah. they're like, mom, don't say that. That's not cool. That's not cool to say. Yes. Or they'll send me TikToks or they'll tell me like the new lingo, lingo. that's going on. Is even lingo the right term? <laughs> no, I don't know. So it's the right term for us. We know what we're talking about. But it's like, it's so true because we still get to have a pulse yeah. on like what is happening, yeah. you know, in, which, which we need because the world is that. changing so rapidly that I'm like, uh, children, what is this new app that I'm supposed to use? It's very important, but I can't <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. And they come with their incredible techie minds and they go, it's so easy. Yeah. 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 That's good. Okay. So one question that I want to ask both of you, and I didn't say that I was going to ask this, but I have a question for you. If you had one message, one advice, one piece of, piece of advice for that younger female, um, she's either single, married, children or children, whatever on earth she's doing, but you want to say, hey, I wish that someone had told me that. What would you tell them? Mm. I would tell her to put herself first mm. and mm. to put yourself first, look inside really connect with how you feel. What do you need? What do you need? If you can ask those questions, you can look inside and just like trust yourself and then trust yourself to act from that place. Mm -hmm. So there, the world will try to pull you in so many different directions, but the most important place to be is here in your heart. Mm -hmm. So put yourself first and then make the decisions from there. And I think, and also, and putting yourself first is loving yourself. It's an act of love. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is an act of love. And the sooner that young women begin to cultivate a love affair with themselves and truly love themselves, like they're going to be able to show up differently in the world. And they're going to be able to share their message in the world. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you know, our world changes because they were more connected to their truth. That's so beautiful. Yeah. What about you, Louisa? Yeah. I would say it's very, very similar mm -hmm. um, because that's probably the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pausing and slowing down enough to know who you are, mm -hmm. what your desires mm -hmm. are, who you want to be. And really loving and accepting all parts of yourself. If you can start to pay attention to where you judge and shame yourself mm -hmm. and start to love those parts of you and start to, like I said earlier, move from, move from a place of love instead of judge and shame, because most women move from, from judging themselves. If I judge myself harder, then I'll, then I'll work harder. I can't act if I don't judge and beat myself up. 
But if you can start to learn to love and accept yourself and not just the good parts, but all of the parts, but we have to be willing to slow down mm. instead of keep going in the rat race and mm. also cutting the noise. Mm. We're so, we can't even hear our own thoughts because there's so many things and people around us, especially social media is a beautiful tool, but it can, it can overtake you and thinking mm-hmm. you should be like this. I should be like this. I should want that. I should do this. But if you can really slow down and cut the noise and really go within. And to me, it starts with slowing down enough mm-hmm. to even notice, because if you're going so fast, you don't notice mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're living in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say both of your messages had this instinct reaction in me where I was like, I think that as they hear that, they're going to go like, how selfish of me to put myself first Mm -hmm. and oh it must be nice to slow down when I have to run Mm -hmm. again give yourself permission to go against that thought that is going to come through to try and keep you from becoming this whole person it is not selfish putting yourself first let me tell you something this whole nonsense that they sold us about sacrifice yourself for everyone else Mm -hmm. do we know what that creates I have a word for you, resentment. Yeah. And resentment is a freaking acid in your body. And it will eat up all those relationships that you so selflessly um, sacrifice yourself for. That's right. So put yourself first, please. And you know what else it creates? It's codependency. Damn right. Because now I have to look outside of myself for the validation and am I doing it right? So I'm looking outside all the time for the permission. Am I on the right page? Am I on the right track? Am I doing these things right? Feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So everything, when we're being taught to, to give is better than to receive Mm -hmm. and it to be, you know, if you're self-centered, think about that. If you're self-centered, then you're being selfish, Mm -hmm. right? So what does self-centered really mean? It means I get to come from my center, Mm -hmm. but it has been this ploy to, Mm -hmm. you know, like we, we come away from ourselves and we come away from our center. We're no longer guided by spirit. We're no longer guided by our intuition. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many people feel so empty and led astray because we can't really feel fulfilled if we're not really connected to ourselves. So I would say that there has to be a reframing of what these words mean. Totally. So yeah. like, what does that really mean to put myself first? Yeah. It's like, if you get on the airplane and the airplane's going down, they always tell you, put the air mask on yourself first, because you will do, you're going to be no good to anyone else. If you can't breathe. Yeah, exactly. There is, there is, there are people who are selfish, people who are narcissistic, people who will abuse others, but that doesn't come from putting yourself first. Don't that comes from the desire to crush others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nothing to do with honoring your needs and your desires. So please, if fill that, your cup up first. Yes, and have so much overflow that you have more than enough to give to others. That's All right. Lovely. As a, as in, as opposed to, I'm just gonna drain my cup mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna get so upset because everybody else wants. For when you cup. have nothing left, no. you, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, last thing I just want to say about the selfish yeah. piece is that even those who are selfish, like le- legitimately, are trying to crush other people they are also disconnected from their center because if you're selfish, you under, like, you don't understand that we're all connected as humans and that Mm -hmm. we all need each other Mm -hmm. and they're disconnected from 
understanding, like that reciprocity, the giving and receiving that comes through being connected to people. So it's a really sad state. And we all know that if somebody is a narcissist, like the truth is that they're hurting. And so again, like reframing and reclaiming what it means to be self-centered is not being selfish at all. Mm -hmm. It is really, really being nurturing Mm -hmm. and reconnecting to that. Yeah. And for the other piece of, oh, I can't slow down, especially Mm -hmm. like we say, you know, they're at that time in their lives where it's like, I got to grind, you know? Same thing. Nobody's That's what I was going to say. Nobody's asking you to go to an ashram for a year in Mm -hmm. India. To slow down for 30 seconds and to slow down enough to pause, yes. catch your, center yourself mm-hmm. yes. and then move. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you understood the message. Mm-hmm. I want to say. I still have like a lot more, but yeah. <laughs> a lot that could be said. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to do a whole series. Um, mm-hmm. My advice is actually really, really practical. And it's if you are a woman in your 20s and your 30s, find women who are older than you and hang with them. Learn from them because believe it or not, we've been in this planet for a few more years. So we may be a few steps ahead. I'm not saying that every woman in their 40s and 50s and 60s is wiser than one in their 20s, but we may be. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I, again, no regrets, just advice that I would want to give if I was able to talk to my younger self is I will only hang out with people my age. You know, that's the people that are going to go party. That's the people they're going to have children with, you know, and have the same group of friends. And now I'm like, damn, I wish I had had an, an elder, an older woman in my life who was able to tell me things like this. And, you know, we, we offer a kind of nurturing and compassion that is just natural. It just comes from having been through all those experiences and, and having some pieces of advice. So that will be my advice. Go out there and find yourself. Adopt an elder. <laughs> That's beautiful. Adopt an elder. <laughs> Okay, so we are getting to the end of our podcast and I just want to give these two beautiful souls an opportunity for you to connect deeper, for you to follow them, stalk them on Instagram, social media, wherever they want to send you to because these women have transformed my life in many, many respects and their wisdom, their intelligence, their sweetness, their playfulness is just off the chart. So obviously follow them and if you feel appealed if you feel like you want to work with them then 1000 percent i recommend them so veronica where can they find you they can find me on my website find out all the different ways to follow me so going to veronica lynn clark.com and um for those of you who want to get started on meditating or just want some affirmations you can also follow me on insight timer and uh, that's a free meditation app I also have a podcast and I'm on Spotify, but I would just say, just go ahead and go to either the gram or to my website. Um, and on Instagram, uh, you're Veronica L. Clark. That's yeah. right. And I'll put everything on the notes, but mm-hmm. just so you hear it first. And for me, Louisa, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is M. Louisa Ramirez. And um, yeah, you can follow my journey there. Anything that comes up, I will, that would be the place that I will share share it on. Mm. I want to thank you so much for everything that you've done for yourselves, for all the work that you've done. Because again, like we were saying at the beginning, this, this doesn't just happen. You know, you, Mm -hmm. we don't all age this well, you know, (laughs) True. you have 
you have made a commitment yeah what can i say yeah you have (laughs) we have all made a commitment to you know become better humans and it shows and and it's an honor for me to walk this path with you Mm -hmm. ladies and i i really hope that you guys get into their their aura into their space so go and find them and thank you so much my ladies thank you such a pleasure it's been a pleasure thank you and now we're off to the beach we're going to malibu beach so let's get, get going Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.